Food, restaurants, chefs, and farmers, welcome to REITS Radio, brought to you by Waterloo Region Eats. I'm Andrew Coppolino. This week I'm at Communitech for a visit with what I would call a community leader and an all-around nice guy, Alex Kinsella. This is episode 11. If you pay much attention to events in the tech sector, or even that aren't in the tech sector in Waterloo Region, then you likely know or know of Alex Kinsella. Kinsella is the Digital Community Manager at Communitech, and he has two patents too, I'm led to believe. Alex, thanks for, thanks for joining me today and uh, taking the time out of your busy day to chat with us. Yeah, thank you. Two patents. Tell me what they are. Uh, they are they were from BlackBerry, so when we were there, um, they had a really good program where they got employees to just pitch out ideas as they came up um, as you we were working on things, or even if you just kind of thought of something one day. Um, and they had a good rewards program for it, so it was a little way to make some extra uh, holiday spending money. Um, so it was just cool. They're just one. They're you would never see them in anything that's live, um, but it's just cool to have on your uh, yeah, your resume. That is cool. Um, community manager, digital community manager at Communitech. Tell us a little bit about what you do here. So yeah, it's a role that's a it's a mix of a traditional like real world community manager, um, and then also all the online properties that we do. So the the kind of core goal is you know Communitech is. A, a group that helps tech companies start growing and succeed, but part of that is really about engaging with everyone in the community. And that's from local business owners to community leaders um, to everything you can think of, any other group in town that's trying to support the arts or support restaurants or support music or anything else that's happening in town. So uh, with that, it's helping you know craft content here that, that gets the tech companies aware of events that are happening in town, whether it's a new art gallery opening or the Kitchener Waterloo Little Theater has a new production on, you know, getting that information out there and helping our tech companies get more and more engaged with things in the community. I can tell by the passion and the energy in your voice, you're pretty excited about that kind of thing, right? It, I am, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we, we do a lot in town now around attracting people here, right? So, you know, we have, we have the universities and, and Constant College do a really good job of creating talent. Um, and it's the arts and culture and restaurants that keep people in town and that also attract you know, senior and intermediate level talent from outside, whether it's Toronto or across Canada or even the States, um, to come here. And, and to have a strong arts community is what keeps people here and wants to make them live here. Well, I think that probably gives me the segue then for the next portion of where this interview is, is going to go, and that is restaurants and food and your relationship to food. And you have a special relationship with food, which I will let you personally disclose mm-hmm. if you choose to or not. But just mm-hmm. tell me about a little bit about what food is to you, what it means to you, um, and how you mm-hmm. sort of uh, engage with it, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. We do this exercise when we talk about um, what makes other areas really great to live. So if we say, name the top three things about New York, and you know, inevitably restaurants or food will be in the top three. And if we say the same thing about Chicago, or Toronto, or Miami, or London, or wherever, food is always in the top three. Um, and when we're crafting you know, our plan to say, hey, you know, for expats, you wanna come back to Canada, Kitchener Waterloo is where you'd wanna go, we want to make restaurants and food, you know, part of that conversation, and we, we do. Like we have a, a, a growing restaurant scene. Um, you know, we have our you know I almost say celebrity chefs now in a lot of ways, um, and it's interesting. You know, I look at places like Hamilton, which has an amazing restaurant scene, um, and like how can we take some of that energy and do it here? There's a lot of things that Hamilton, I think, specifically does really well. Obviously, Toronto because they have the density of people. Um, but for, for food, it's, it's a key thing. Now, for, for me, I have celiac disease. Um, so it'll be f- diagnosed four years ago this January. So it changes the, 
what restaurants I'll eat in um, or eat at, um, just based on on you know contamination of, of you know evil evil gluten. Even though I miss <laughs> I miss bread and I miss beer uh, so much, but yeah, it's uh, it changes what restaurants I go to. And now I have specific ones that I kind of always go to. It's, I'm the worst person to say, hey, let's go grab lunch because you know I'll never like list like three places that I'll go to. Um, <laughs> Well, just before yeah. we get there, I want to step back just a minute yeah. and ask you a little bit about what that pitch is from your perspective here at Communitech. What your pitch is then to those people that you want, expats as you mm. describe them, to come back here. What's the kind of pitch that you would say to somebody about this region and the food and maybe specifically Kitchener and Waterloo? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, it's, it's so easy sometimes to fall back on, you know, hey, it's, it's a thriving tech scene and there's lots of companies. And yeah, that's, that's one part of it. But if I want, you know, a specific, like a VP of sales or a developer to come back here, we're aware of it's not just that person. It's also their their partner, their spouse, their family. And so part of them coming back is you want a place that you'd actually want to spend time in. Like we, we don't want to be a sleeper community, right? We don't want to just be this this place that you get on a train and go somewhere. So having, you know, we, we talk about the music scene here. Um, we talk about restaurants. Say like this is a place that you can live in the core and you can walk to some great restaurants and some great bars and you can see live music. And it's, it's a thriving place you'd want to be. Um, and that's whether you're you're a 22 year old or a 42 year old um, or a 62 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of good stuff to go do. There is a good variety now. I think that that's something that uh, I think has been, I guess, probably I would say about 10 years in the work as it works yeah. as far as I can see. And now we're at the point where the LRT is near the end of its construction phase, and it certainly opened up the streets. And I think that we're ready. I think I mean my view is that we're ready to sort of boom into some really great stuff that's happening in downtown. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah, I think the the, the pivot is going to be. You start to see it more and more now. But um, you know, we we have like the charcoal group restaurants, which are are great restaurants, um, and you know, kind of a dominant force here. But you're starting to see a lot more like twenty table restaurants open up, um, like Belmont Bistro and and things like that. Where you know, and public um, as well, right? Two great examples of smaller restaurants, great food, you know, gr- decent prices too, in walking distance of a lot of places, and you need more of those. Um, yeah, I think the charcoal group certainly did set a standard for yeah. what food can be for this and, region and, and at the service size too. and service. Service, yeah. and that's you know, and what so many of the, the you know the restaurants that I would name if you asked me to name five top of my head, it's not just the food; it's the service, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, charcoal group, bar none, like some of the best service in town. But you think of, uh, you know, um, of Taco Farm as well, amazing service. You think of. Ethel's, uh, which I think has amazing service, but it's it's the experience of going to Ethel's um, absolutely, absolutely. To, to go sure. to, right? But it's yeah, yeah it's, it's all of those. It has its own things. it has its own qualities and characteristics, and I think you judge and evaluate them on that. And what they do, they do very very well. They do it without a deep fryer, and they create some great dishes. Yeah. And it's a fun environment. Well, and it's fun. Like you know, I've I've you know, my family of five, three kids, and my, and my wife, and you know, when we make a decision to go out to a restaurant, which is terrible thing to take three kids to a restaurant um it's i won't go i won't spend my money in a chain restaurant i just won't i want to spend it in a in a in a locally owned one whether it's a charcoal restaurant which is locally owned or it's taco farm or it's it's whatever it's guilt um you know it's i i like spending my money at local places i know the people there i like when i walk in and they they you know not to say they know me but i i know who they are and i want to spend my money with my neighbors mm-hmm. um the the idea that you're sort of embedded in this community, and you have been for, uh, I would say, 15 years? Is that 13, 13 years. 13 years, yeah. So you've been here a long yeah. time. Um, when you get a feel for, and, you know, Thelmic Labs, uh, Vidyard, um, I mean, all the stuff that's happening at Communitech, I'm actually looking at your computer top to see if I can have any uh, <laughs> other names. Shopify. What, um, what do you think they want in terms of food? 
And it doesn't, irrespective of age, whether they're yeah. 32, as you said, or 62, what do you think that they want? What are they looking for? It's, it's variety. Um, and I, we, we're doing a, a good job, especially, I mean, downtown and uptown cores especially do a really good job. Um, but, you know, it's, it's that mix of, of, of different cuisines from different cultures. Um, you want it accessible. And I think that's one of the important things. You know, it's, it, it's you know... It, accessible it, in terms of price, in terms of access terms of, of price, the quality right? of the food and familiarity. Quality and price, I think, are the, you know, they're going to be big drivers. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, everyone, you know, trying, everyone's trying to live within a budget. Um, but it's interesting, you know, I, I, I look at Indian cuisine in town. You have Raja, which is a little bit on the higher end in both price and, and quality too, right? Masala Bay also. Then you have Amaya, which is you know a, a decently priced and it's still good quality food. So it's, it's having those different choices that let you kind of you know pick and choose when you're going to go a little bit higher end, a little bit lower end, uh, depending on that. And I know you know especially in the tech scene, a lot of the companies uh, have catered lunches, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a double edged sword because they're supporting local restaurants who come in. Um, you know, I worked at Thalmic, they did catered lunches, Vidyard does, um, Shopify does. Uh, and it's great because, you know, the businesses are making money off the catering, but it's also like getting the people out of the office onto the street, into the restaurants. Um, you know, and we're, we're always trying to pitch companies on different ways of doing that. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple in San Francisco that do it where they give their employees credits for area restaurants, which is great because you want to get out and, and interact with your community, which I think is, is super important. It, has that been the sort of the sole, not the sole, has that been one of the um, sort of points of, of contact that you want to try to improve, I guess, in your yeah, role it's, it's your knowing your it's, it's knowing your server. Um, it's knowing your, your chef <clears throat> and it's knowing the restaurant owner. Um, you know, and it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, if you go into Taco Farm and, and Nick or Nat are there, like they, you know, you just say, hey, what's up? And, you know, it's, it's that, that kind of an intimate thing. Like you, they're making food for you. You want to know who they are. Um, it's one of the things I, I don't like about chain restaurants, right? Because you just don't, it's kind of a faceless entity. Um, yeah, it's funny because it can be local people that are working in there. It can yeah. be local staff and all that. But there does seem to be a different kind of connection between that kind of a, a business and a business that where the owner is there, where the, you know the owner and the owner knows you or the chef yeah. or whatever. It changes yeah, the it, dynamic, doesn't I it? Think, I, mean, I think Home Hardware is a, I, you know, a similar example in a totally different business, right? Like I, I go to Swanson's Home Hardware. Yeah, me too. And it's like, it, and it's, I love going, I prefer to go there than, than Lowe's or Home Depot. Big box. And um, I try to go out of my way to go there and I, I, I buy like 90% of the, the stuff that I need there. But, but I, I, I know the delivery guys now, unfortunately, because I get too much stuff delivered. Um, but I, I like I like I know the cashiers. I, I I know what I'm doing. I know the people that I'm, I'm working with, um, and that's uh, it, it's it's one of the the problems with with tech in general is that it does create a divide, right? We're we're always stuck to our smartphones. You know, we we order stuff online. We shop online. Uh, you know, even like I'll order stuff from Wordsworth, but I'll order it online and go pick it up in the store. And I still feel bad about even ordering it online. But sometimes I'm like at my desk and I'm like, oh, I want to get that book, and it's just my way of. You know, if I say, hey, I'll go to the store and buy it, I'll forget. But if I order it online, at least I get the reminder for them to come pick it up and pay for it. I think you're right. I think when I go into a bookstore or a place where I want to buy music or something, I have this sort of mental block. All of a sudden, I can't remember. There's sort of overwhelmed choices. Yeah, it's it's one of those. (laughs) So if online does anything, it pinpoints with laser precision, I guess, the solution. And I still like going in. Like, I love going into a store and picking something up. And I I don't buy any books off Amazon. um, And uh, I I don't buy anything on Amazon because I want to support local businesses right, um, right, right. again it's, it's come back to your neighbors all of our all of our all of many of these companies have those connections when you think about Google being here and, and desire mm-hmm. to learn and some of these large businesses that yeah. really are across Canada and throughout the world 
um, it's a kind of a neat local global thing that happens in Waterloo. Yeah, region. it's it's interesting when you get to use the tech that's made in town. Like as much as I like I say shop local and eat local and drink local, and I, I use local products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, community tech. Like one of the things we especially do is we use everything the companies that are members of community tech use. Um, and it's kind of cool. Like I know the people who make the software I use, mm-hmm. right? And I know the people who who make accessories and stuff that I use for work. Um, we, you know, we use the palette, um, the dials and, and things for, for Illustrator and for Photoshop, and they're, they're across the hall. Mm-hmm. I can go ask them a question, and I like that. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you eat, though? You have this, uh, uh, I won't say affliction, but it's yeah. certainly an inconvenience. It's an, inc- it's an inconvenience. Um, I, I know the places that are, are safe for me to eat. Um, Cross-contamination is a big issue, right? So even with you know places that have gluten, so something yeah. something that's been prepared on a board that has had some glutinous product yeah. then is used to your to your meal, and that can cause you problems. So like pizza, for example, right? a lot of places offer gluten-free pizza, but, but it's you know the the flour they lay out when they're doing, even though the gluten-free crust is frozen, they put it on the same counter. It has a bunch of flour on the bottom. So that's that's a an amazing degree of sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and there are people who are like way worse than me. Um, for, for sensitivity and and I'm just I, uh, I I keep it so I know the places that do well like Morty's will if you give them an hour's notice they were they will do a separate fryer for their wings where the oil isn't that hasn't had any gluten in it which is amazing right and it's yeah, it and I love wings so that's awesome so the place I have wings is Morty's um, you know Ethel's amazingly does a superior gluten-free menu and they have gluten-free beer which is great how much do you think um, it is a it's awareness in the restaurant groups is it is it something that they're only partially aware of, they don't know the full... I think they're aware, like I remember um, there, was one, there was one local restaurant and the, sh- the chef is active on Twitter and he was going off about food sensitivities and saying, you know, I, I could make this sauce without flour, but I won't. And I appreciate what he's saying, right? Because you, sh- you, you shouldn't have to change. But for me, it's like, I'll go in and I'll just say, I don't, I don't want that sauce on it. And it, it's, I mean, it's the chef creation and they have the right to do what they want to do. And it's just... I can't eat that. Like it's it's a totally bad scene if I'm gonna you know if the sauce has flour in it. So um, I appreciate that the chefs and restaurants will make accommodations for things, and I appreciate that there's certain things they can't do that. And so um, you know I, I I choose what places I go to on that. I don't begrudge anybody if they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time is if a place you know if I see gluten friendly on a menu, I'm like I'm not eating here because it's no like have something gluten free right. Like mm-hmm. The salad has no croutons. Totally perfect. I can right. I can have that. So uh, two things, just sort of as we kind of wrap up a little mm. bit. I don't want to keep it too long. Um, for somebody that is maybe just recently diagnosed mm. celiac, uh, what are some tips that you have as a as a seasoned <laughs> veteran? Yeah, it's uh, you know, anytime there's a fryer involved, you got to stay away from it. Um, and any like cross contamination is is a big thing, right? So sauces. Um, you know, a lot of times, any kind of gravy, um, I miss poutine, because most gravies have flour in it to thicken the gravy. So I have a lot of salad dressings you have to avoid. Um, but generally, I mean, you can eat salad. Nachos, nine times out of 10, they're always gluten-free. Um, and so I love nachos, so I'll stick to that. Barbecue is iffy, so Lancaster, none of their barbecue sauce has flour in it, which is amazing. So I can pretty much eat anything there except for cornbread. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's, a, that's a good place to choose. Yeah, you, exactly. I mean, it's, and it's, it, people say it must be so expensive or it's so difficult. I'm like, no, like the problem is, is that flour, gluten products are in so many things they shouldn't be. Yogurts and like, why is there wheat in yogurt soy or sauce, whatever? Soy sauce, right? It's like no name soy sauce has no wheat in it. It makes no sense, but that's the soy sauce I have. Um, but yeah, you, you just, you kind of, you start to realize that, you know, meat and potatoes and fruits and vegetables 
none of that has gluten in it, and there's a reason. It's because you, you know, it's all the additives. It gets back to additives and, and crap in food. In the yeah, exactly. And this is my point. Is this is this? But has this forced you? And maybe you're unique in this way as an, as as a group celiacs um, to to rethink food and what you're eating you, you, and just processing remember, the food. You, you, I, I lived in Moscow for a bit and I, I, when I was there I lost a ton of weight. This was like back in college and I was, I was a chunkier kid. Uh, but I lost a ton of weight really quick and the, the family I lived with, the mother was like, yeah, it's because none of our food has preservatives in it. Like we eat fresh vegetables and fresh fish and fresh meat and there's no preservatives, there's no anything in it. And that's, it's the truth. You know, a lot of times you'll see people who go on like the, the wheat belly diet or like the, the trendy, you know, I don't eat gluten or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, yeah, I lost a ton of weight. I'm like, you did because you stopped eating McDonald's, right? Of course you're going to lose a ton of weight if you stop, you know, eating bad food. If you, all of a sudden you're eating fruits and vegetables and a balanced diet, it's amazing what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to, you know, join a gym or anything. Like, if you eat healthy, you'll be healthy. Um, and so with Celac, it really opened my eyes where I read labels and I go, wow, like if it has more than four ingredients in it, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not touching it. So it's... Puts your kids in a kind of a unique position because I think they're getting some good habits uh, they, as they move. Uh, they've into got the good habits. They, they go anywhere we go. Like, does that have gluten? Like, they know. They yeah. ask. I don't think they actually know what it means, <laughs> but they'll ask. And they, in the worst is, we go to a party or somewhere, and they're like, "Do you have gluten free beer for my dad?" And I'm like, "Oh, I appreciate that, kids. I do. You're awesome." But like now, you make me seem like I have a problem. But. Uh, but even like you know, Arabella Park's opening tonight, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, they have they have Glutenberg, the gluten free beer in cans. So I guess it, I know where you're heading. I'm I am heading there tonight, and uh, but yeah, the beer's the hard thing to miss too, yeah. right? So, but there's some good options. So, what do you call a favorite dish then at a at a restaurant? What do you head for, and what do you look for? Um, so I would say like in town. Um, if it's my birthday, and this sounds really weird, it's it's the pulled pork nachos at Ethel's mm-hmm. is my birthday treat. Um, I, I just I love that place and they have gluten free beer so gluten free beer and nachos to me is perfect. Um, Guilt has an amazing hamburger. Um, Highland Halal Shawarma is I would eat there five days a week um, if I could. Um, so nothing stopping me. There's a pita. I don't do. I just do the plate. I just do the plate. Yeah, okay. shawarma and rice and vegetables and some pickled beets. You, you you definitely cannot beat that. Um, anything from public. Have you tried the um, Chopin kebab across the street from Highland Halal? No, I never tried. I, I oh, should go there. It's good. Yeah, that guy's yeah. very, very interesting. He came over with his family uh, during the Soviet invasion of, of Afghanistan. Oh, way. Back I in the totally 80s. Yeah. yeah, and he set up shop here. He became, I think, like he took electrical engineering or something mm. at Conestoga for a few years, but he ended up with this little restaurant, and it's a family-run place, yeah. and it's sort of um, Afghan-Indian, yeah, Pakistani yeah. food. But, I mean, I think you could probably find some meat selections. Yeah, and usually and meat and is, like, totally fine. So it's, it's – and I love meat, so it's uh, – I, I will never complain about that. Um, well, Alex, I, I appreciate uh, your time. The sort of the last thought that I want I want you to leave with us is, um, you know, how much you love this community for its food. Let's say I do. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where when people come, like we get a lot of guests into community tech and we take them out for tours, and to show them the restaurants and like the, that realization that there's more than just you know insurance companies and tech companies here. There's a vibrant restaurant scene full of really passionate chefs and restaurant owners who who want to make you know great places for people to come and enjoy food together um not not to rush not to not to you know go in and grab something go back to your desk and sit but to 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 really be part of a community and that's you know restaurants are the the one of the cornerstones of that alex perfect thanks very much for joining me and uh, all the best in your quest for 
gluten-free beer and good pulled pork nachos. Thank you very much.